0: hi I'm Nina and my son's an addict this podcast we're gonna speak about how to find your way out of denial so I chose this to be the first podcast after my intro because let's face it it is really the most important thing you can do for yourself and Your loved one. It is the addict. It it is, if you're in denial, you're actually making it easier for your addict to be a stronger addict, which sounds bizarre, but true. Um, I found that, look how long it took me. It took me years. I wasn't, I was in denial. But at the same time, I knew that I had a problem on my hand. I was in denial, realizing how serious this is and how it's a lifelong illness and a lifelong destruction, disruption to your life, to your family's life, um, and to the family unit so denial takes many different forms um and i think that um what i like to say is i had a family that called me and um i'll never forget this it was on a friday and she found out that her son went to the bank forged a check and went to cash it okay and the bank is calling to ask if they want to press charges against their son so she tells me of course we're not pressing charges of course not I said well honey if your son is at the point where he's stealing a check and forging it okay you have a very big problem on your hand you're not safe in your home now so you need to kick him out oh I don't know if I could do that where is he gonna go Uh, it's right before the Sabbath starts and we're religious and observant. and what am I gonna do and where is he gonna be I said really you think he's observing anything come on come on you need to get him out of your house you have a whole other family there that needs protection let him go somewhere else he has friends let him go to a friend's house you tell him that until he's ready to get help, he can no longer live in your home. Well, they were very hesitant to do that, the couple, although, listen, they they really didn't have much of a choice. I stood on the phone for quite some time with them, and they did it, and I said to them, and this is what I believe is gonna happen. In 30 days, he's gonna come back, and he's gonna wanna get help. You're going to need to have a phone number ready. They're not coming back to your house so you could coddle someone and protect them and take care of them and, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. No. You have a sandwich. You get a plane ticket if you have to, or you have a place already prepared where they can go to get help. There are lots of different rehabs. There are lots of different types of programs in this country. Um, Do not pay cash, just letting everybody know up front. Um, If they're 18 and older, they can go on Medicare, Medicaid. Um, They're not functioning. They could go on disability, whatever they need to do. But the rehab centers know how to work this and they will get him help. Uh, So Um, get him the plane ticket if you need to if that's the location whatever location you decide uh, you can look into I feel that um, you know if you're thinking about a country club because oh, the type of people he's gonna be with they're gonna be with and I don't know honey it doesn't make a difference where you choose okay it makes a difference it's even better to, to question the type of therapists they have there because that's what's gonna do it got to build their confidence you've got to see what it's going to take to get through to them for them to get through to themselves to feel better about themselves what is it what is it that causes this inside them where is that hole that they're trying to fill or not or where is that mental illness what medicine could get them can they get on in order to be more stable but you can't do that for them and them going to therapy for one day and coming back to live and being an outpatient doesn't help. They need to do this on their own away from their loved ones. And all you would need to say is here is your plane ticket, here is the phone number, call them, they will give you help. Um if you do the other route and start taking this person back into your home and into your life, um you know you're just you're in denial and you're thinking that oh he must have gotten better no one's getting better after 30 days no way no how this is a lifetime and you've got to. they've got to learn how to deal with it and so do you and the only way that's gonna happen is is that when they're ready and you're ready the only way you're ready is when you're not in denial like when I was got out of denial and realized oh my god I'm not safe in my own home Oh my god my son is stealing money from me oh my god look at him i could tell i'm finding drugs in his drawers i don't even know what these pills are i'm finding all kinds of stuff all over the place this is not good um and when you're catching them in lies why does someone have to lie right kids lie all the time yeah but they're not why Is there a reason because they're ashamed, embarrassed, scared to tell somebody something, scared they'll get in trouble, Um, denying denial, like, oh, everything's going to be okay. No, it's not going to be okay. No, you can't coddle them and think, oh, he's much better and he'll get to that place. And if I just shove him there, he's not in front of my face and I don't have to deal with him. Well, that comes right back around again, because eventually you will be dealing with it because the calls will come, and either he'll get kicked out out of school, or you're paying for college when you shouldn't because you want it more than they do. I've been there. I thought he should have gone to Ivy League. He was smart enough. I even apologized to him when he got out of his second rehab and said, listen, I was wrong. I'm happier for you just to be happy and wake up as a functioning person every day not about where you went to school or because i felt you should do that you need to feel that way um and it shows you through our lives you know when i look back and the things i wanted for someone or i wanted it to be that way that's not cool that's not the way your child is You can't expect your child to have the same values and have the same morals and want to go to the same types of camps you went to or want to have a childhood similar to the way you had a childhood or want to be treated the way you want to treat them. Everything is different. Everyone is different. No two people are alike. And, you know, Parenting 101 does not give us that. But it can open our eyes to... Things that we acknowledge that we should see signs like danger, like withdrawal from friends, like irate behavior, crying often, um, not being able to get out of bed, um, seeing that he's, you know, hanging out with the wrong kind of crowd. Those are all things that you should be wide open for. And denial is when you don't think it's a big deal you don't think it's a big deal that they're sneaking out of the house in the middle of the night or they're smoking pot in the car knowing that if a cop drives by they would get arrested Uh, maybe not today's world but back then yes and um, again how, how do you know? How do you know when your kid's smoking too much pot or, or drinking too much alcohol? Well, I don't know. When you start seeing empty bottles of alcohol in your kid's rooms, you kind of think something's wrong, right? Yeah. Um, and actually, they don't give a hoot because they're actually leaving it out front for you to see, not even hiding it. Um, when they start doing irate things like burning a desk in your house, like putting a flame to a wood desk trying to carve some carve some names in there uh and the house starts smelling like it's burning uh yeah that that's a little bit of an issue that's an impulsive type of thing uh to not think that it's not a big deal um when parents call you and say your son is not treating my son properly or he's being mean in school or he's being a bully or any of those things it is a big deal um, you know most of us at one time would be like you know these kids should stand up for themselves yeah they should but there are some times when some kids are obviously a little too much to handle another red flag when You know you give your kid 20 bucks and it's just never enough $50 never enough just constantly needing constantly taking your energy from you Um, yeah those are those are signs school noticing things teachers pointing things out to you Um, friends people on the outside typically it's you know when you're in the house you don't even think you're gonna make a big deal about certain things Oh, that's just how they act. Oh, that's just what he does. Maybe it's not, you know? Um maybe it's not okay to be not able to get up 3 days a week to go to school. No, that something's wrong there. Okay? Um you know, change in in grades, change in behaviors, um withdrawal from family from not wanting to be with family to hating everyone um those are things that you know appreciation uh narcissism um things to look out for um you know i remember um being in a in a uh, one of my nami national association of um mental illness groups that I I took that training for eight weeks and I remember and I tell people to do that because it really is an eye-opener and it gives you some really good tools um, to see what you're really dealing with does the person I'm with have these problems do they have some mental issues Did the drugs possibly that are, we all know that the drugs are not pure like a million years ago were, so they're laced with things, okay, maybe it's affecting their brains, maybe it caused psychosis. How do you know if your kid's being psychosis? Oh no, they just don't want to go to the grocery store, they're making up stuff. Truthfully, that's what I thought at first. I'm like, are you for real? you're making up that you are seeing things pop out at you and chasing after you in the grocery store. And you're not going to go back. Are you out of your mind? Like I really thought he was joking, but he was really serious. And that was one of the things that was brought up in this group with this national, um, with NAMI, their class, every single person said the same thing about their kid and mentioned the grocery store which was so interesting. Uh, They also mentioned like, you know, um, causing scenes, always causing like a, like causing a scene around themselves, uh, uptight. Um, You don't have to be easygoing and, and look, plenty of kids have anxieties and all kinds of things, but you know, when it's, it takes it to another level and it's so disruptive in the family and it's just affecting everyone horribly, you know, something's wrong. You know, when like your other kids are like, I don't want to come home. I don't want to be with this kid. I don't want to hang out with him. He's mental. He's got mental issues. He's, you know, I'm driving in the car with him and he, he tried to reach for the wheel. Yeah, those are problems. Those are dangerous problems, impulsive, and really not thinking about anybody else but themselves at that moment, which they don't really think that much about them own their own selves. So imagine how much damage they could do to everybody else. Um, it's really hard to say how to get out of denial um, or how to get your spouse or significant other or your relatives out of denial acting like no you're making a big deal about this no they're fine no they don't really have a problem well you know it doesn't take long until someone's pills are stolen um, or they get arrested um, or they you know they run out of the house and leave for a week or two at a time start bad-mouthing you um, behind your back there are a lot of things that will bring that um, up to you maybe even going to a a class um, you know to uh, Al-Anon class what I think so great about those and what was great for me was like you know hearing about when the father the kid was coming out of jail and the father had been there wanted to go and be there for them when they got out so he could set her up. Where is she going to live and how is she going to get a job and how is she going to work? Well, you know, that sounds like a real good parent. I would have wanted to do the exact same thing, but that parent was in denial because by doing that, your, this person has to get on. They figured out how to get into jail. Then they figured out how to get out of jail. They're very resourceful. They're going to need to figure out how to live their life, which is something you can't do for them. And masking it or cushioning it just makes it take longer and much harder for them to get to that place. I've learned it. You know, I remember I'm listening to this group and, and this one's talking about, oh, all I was thinking about is what car to get my kid. And now, oh, this is all a disaster. It wasn't their fault. They just wanted to be there for their kids. They wanted to work hard and give their kids things. They wanted them to have an easier life. But that kid in particular couldn't handle it couldn't handle it because they're not themselves because they don't know how to handle themselves because they have their own issues and they're not being addressed and again you know the denial is acting like oh it's just going to go away oh i can't get him into therapy so you know that's why like you hear about all these things that happen it's not the parents when you, you get to a certain age, you know what I had to do just to get my kid into rehab after he turned 18? It a disaster. Do you know once I even thought about sending a cake for his birthday? I mean, I look back now, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Literally a birthday cake. I called them and asked them. And they said, we really don't think that's a good idea. You don't think I was in denial? Oh my God, it, I kept thinking, I guess, all these years, like, okay, you get your kid to one place. You know, it's kind of like you take the right steps and then everything should work out, but that's just not how it is with this type of of situation, unfortunately. It is a lifelong situation. It's It's a process, and that's where that denial is. It's a denial thinking that, oh, I think this is gonna go away soon. Oh, no, no, we could get him help. No, 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 I think he's doing much better. He seems much better. He seemed very happy yesterday. Oh, yesterday he seemed happy. Oh, okay. What about tomorrow when you say no? Okay, then see how happy he is. Um, Or you disagree with them. That's another thing. Um, So I'd have to say that you need to look at your situation and see, If you're scared, if you are, you're scared to be in your home. If you feel like this person has taken over your life, um, if he, they've taken all your joy away from anything that your families has experienced or trying to experience, uh, they make it about them, uh, always cause drama, big drama to make everything so uncomfortable. Uh, says things impulsively, nasty. Um, those are those are very very big signs, um, and I think I think one of the, the biggest things is um, people say used to say um, you know the Al Anon groups, and I, I do believe for a while there I really do believe it was great. Um, you just sit there and listen and you hear people's stories and some are like yours some aren't it just depends on where you're at in your stage Um, but denial stage lasts a long time and if you get to that Al-Anon group you're pretty much out of denial stage you don't know how bad your situation really is at that point but you're out of denial you're definitely in okay i've got a problem in my household i don't i don't know what to do i need help i need to it makes me feel better to know that there are other people out there experiencing the exact same thing and what to do um you know denial is oh you know he just doesn't feel like be. he doesn't like family events he just doesn't feel like being with everyone he doesn't like social settings he kind of you know he's comfortable in the house um he really doesn't have you know a schedule but he really doesn't have um you know get up in the morning and and have like a, a purpose but You know he he does he does do things around the house and he really does help us out a lot really really all those things okay Uh, you don't need to say these things to make yourself feel better Um, outsiders know exactly what's going on unfortunately when you're in this situation um, they can see it flat out Um, it's sad Um, it could be very lonely at times but I think that denial stage is really the loneliest stage, because when you get to the place where you can admit and not be embarrassed that I've got a problem, my son is a problem, my kid is a problem. And, and I don't know if it's mental, I don't know if it's drug related, but you know, it's gambling, and then it's food, and then it's um, it's uh, alcohol, and then it's dr- street drugs, and then it's it's hallucinating it could be a million things it could be all of those one of them if you're lucky um but i've seen it all um and i wish i think it's extremely hard how do you how do you get over how do you how, how how do you get over this all these Things that you jump from these you know first you're an addict and you're alcoholic and then you're okay you don't drink anymore so now you're gambling up oh, you can't gamble because you could gamble your rent away which has happened many times in my situation um, as well as um, ha you know going to one of these places and selling his laptops and yeah I bought them back yes I admit it yes I did that denial Thinking that, okay, I get it back. He won't do it again. No, he did it again. He did it. Um, I think it just takes, to get out of the denial stage, it takes a really strong person um, to say, I've had enough. And you're willing to give up. Not on the person, but on trying to fix something that's out of your hands. And I think when you get to that place and know that you can't fix it, uh, you're out of the denial stage. And, um, so I think that one of the biggest things to do in this stage is, um, even if you're having second thoughts and you're like, Oh, please, this doesn't sound like me. And I'm not like that. And my kid, my family members, not like that. And well, That's okay. Maybe go to a class, maybe go online and listen to an Al-Anon meeting or, um, you know, um, Google, some things about mental illness, um, side effects, uh, you know, signs, things that, you know, physical signs that your kids are showing or, uh, behavioral signs. And then that might start you realizing there's a problem because what happens is you'll get out of that denial situation very quickly once they hit their first rehab once they steal enough to make an impact or get arrested um, or if you're one of those people you know I was always like oh, I'm waiting for the call I'm waiting I mean you know it's gonna come from a cop one day somewhere when you know it's bound to happen you know, he's bound to get irate or upset, um, very hostile. Um, so these are all things that you can look for. And then when it does happen, um, either sign up online with a great therapist to just listen to you, someone that either works worked at a rehab, understands addicts, and talk to them about the things you've been through You know, um, you see the denial part is, is that then that kind of makes us feel like, Ooh, we did something wrong. If we deny it, then we couldn't have done anything wrong. We can't blame ourselves. But when you start, uh, getting out of the denial stage, you start realizing as much as you don't want to blame yourself, um, you, you start taking responsibilities for things and your actions and the way you handle things. And you look back and years later say, oh my God, I could have done this so differently. Um, I had a guy come to our house uh, about a couple of months ago, maybe six months ago over COVID, can't remember when it was, but um, the guy says to me, uh, starts talking to me about his uh, daughter and how you know, she's just a mess and all the things she go, he goes through and she's just constantly causing problems And how, you know, she keep he keeps moving her to one place to another, and she refuses to go for any kind of help. And, 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 you know, she, she, um, if she, he doesn't give her money then he'll never talk, she'll never talk to him. And she doesn't want, he doesn't want that. He lost his wife. Then he's alone and he doesn't have a lot of family. I get all that. And I said to him, and he said, it's, he sees it. He sees it straight in front of him. It's a cycle. He sees the cycle in front of him, and um, he doesn't know how to get off that cycle, and the only way you get off that cycle is to stop, stop, get in your tracks, and say, no, I will not support this behavior. I will not give you money to do the wrong things. I will not give you money knowing in my brain you're going to do the wrong thing with it, even though you claim you're not going to. Um, you can't believe a word you know it's so funny I always hear stories about um, when uh, kids are on planes going to rehabs and their parents get their tickets and their luggage is too heavy or they have an extra suitcase or whatever it might be you know I don't know about you but I could never get past the 50 pound mark on my suitcase without them charging that extra amount of money. I mean, no way. There are times when I've had to pull things out because they were not letting it go. But yet, I cannot begin to tell you how many stories I've heard from addicts' parents that they're so manipulative that they're able to get their luggage on the flights even when they don't pay. It's unbelievable. It's, it's like, how is this happening? How? That's how manipulative they are. They're very convincing um and it's scary and it's hard it's hard because you love them you know i i I just want to hug them and bring give them a tuna sandwich and sit there and and watch a movie but that's not happening and you know at this point you know it's uh when you get out of the denial stage it's very hard to forget it's very hard to forget the pain and uh Behavior that's that's really impacted your life in many ways, and the people around you, uh, the siblings, they're incredibly impacted, um, and it's and it's very hard on a family unit, and they, it actually destroys the unit, um, and you just hope that it comes back. Um, so that's really denial. Um, you know, in your gut, you know, there's a problem but you kind of just push it off because it's just easier than dealing with it. And until eventually that denial leads into, you know, admitting that there's a problem because it gets that serious to the point where you're in danger or someone around you's in danger. Um, you know, you know, you start finding, uh, like I said, him, them doing things like, you know, lighting a match to, uh, put, uh, you know, make a mark in a desk, a wood desk, um, doing impulsive things, doing things without thinking about the consequences or anyone around them. That, that's, that's a, a clear sign as well. Um, but what's the first thing you do when you get to that place where you've had enough and you realize, wow, This is bad. You go get help. Just like everybody else, because you're going to need it. You're going to need the strength. You're going to need the, the comfort of knowing that you're not alone. And this is a lifetime event. It sucks. It really does. Cause you know, you're always told you take these steps. You do these things right. And then that's your outcome. But it's not like that with this disease not like that with mental illness. It's not like that with addiction, gambling, or any of these things, because it all depends on the person that has this issue, has this illness. And until they're able to get to that place and even stay in that place for so many years. Um, and typically they say that they don't take care of themselves so they do have heart failure and all these other things, complications, medical complications that come with this because they've mistreated their bodies for so long uh, for so many years, and some just can't hold on anymore. Um, so, you know, um, like I said, I was definitely in denial before my first rehab stunt that for my son, and it didn't take long to realize that. When that therapist um, was honest and said flat out what I needed to hear, that it's a lifetime event and it doesn't have to be that way in your life because it's not your story, it's theirs. And I know, wow, I already feel like I lost a son. I really do. I'm completely in mourning stage of my son because you get to a point after 14 years, you know, it's just chaos. It's never, I haven't had that relationship with my real son in so long. I don't even know who this person is anymore. And it's sad. And I lost him. I know when I lost him in eighth grade, I know what it was I know when I saw the turn and um, you know there are a lot of things you could couldn't do uh, should should do you know but um, there's only so much you could control and um, so you can't blame yourself that's number one but the denial stage again is um, the first stage of a of a someone taking the step to part from the addict and take a stand to get their life back and not have the addict control their life the way they can manipulate and when they can't manipulate anymore they get angry and they they step away so that's that's a very hard thing because you don't want them to leave you want them in your life you don't you you know who wants a child to be distant who wants a, a to know that you don't know where your child's living or if they're on the street somewhere or if they're they're hit by a bus or or you're going to get a call someday nobody wants to live like that nobody chooses that it chose us but denial is worse because you're still in fear in your own way and not admitting it When you get out of that place, you kind of get your life back. And that's the start of the beginning of your new life. And that's how I look at how my life was. And I hope that brings some insight into what your life could look like. Have a great day.